Hello, and welcome in to the first edition of the Best Bets pod as Find the Edge with Nick and Cody. We are coming at you with our Week 11 Best Bets. Both of us will give our five favorite picks for this week against the spread or on the line over under. Cody, how are we doing on this Saturday morning? Good. It's been a pretty good Saturday morning. Went out, got some breakfast with Victoria. We got some uh, wedding plans that we have to do today. Go look at engagement or wedding bands. Go look at uh, some registry stuff. So got a busy Saturday on the docket, but we'll hopefully have it wrapped up in time to see Mizzou wipe the floor with Florida later on tonight at 630. So should be a pretty good Saturday. How are things going for you? Pretty good, my man. Pretty good. Also just finished up some breakfast, still sipping on uh, the coffee that my lovely fiance Lana made me and going to be putting up some Christmas lights later today. So we're getting into the holiday mood for sure. But Cody, without further ado, we need to turn it around as a pod. And I think this week uh, there are a lot of opportunities on the board to do so. So go ahead with your first best bet of the week. Yeah, I will start by saying this is the most confident I've had my five picks in a while. I feel like you, like we had mentioned previously, it has usually been like three. Yeah, I know. I, I know I should knock on wood, but I'm feeling good. Usually it's like three I feel pretty good about, and then two more that get kind of just added on there. I feel pretty good about these five picks. The first one we're going to take is going to be the New York Giants plus nine at the Washington Commanders. This one is very simple for me. There's just bound to be a surprise, decent Giants game. Um, And, you know, there's really not a lot of positives to talk about the Giants. Obviously, you're backing Danny DeVito here. Don't necessarily love that. But this is just one of those times where where the sports books find a way to win. The public hates the Giants. They do not want to put any money on the Giants. A lot of tickets still coming in on the Commanders, but a bunch of money on the Giants. So we're riding with the pros on this one. We're just we're trying to hit on the you know random good Danny DeVito game, Tommy DeVito game. Sorry about that. And then uh, so we're taking Giants plus nine at the Commanders for our first pick. Yeah, it seems like a little bit too many points for the Commanders to be getting about. Uh, against just about anyone, especially a divisional opponent, when uh, they play this following Thursday on Thanksgiving, that being the Commanders. So a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of trends speak to that being uh, a tough place to cover four days before you play on Thanksgiving. We talked about that on our preview episode, and we are going to, or at least I am going to feature a few more teams that uh, will be facing that, uh, you know, that uphill battle from an ATS trend standpoint. My first bet of the week is a little bit off the board. Um, I guess not so much off the board. I did talk about it on Tuesday, but we had some major developments in this game in between then and now, that being the Steelers and the Browns. Uh, Deshaun Watson being ruled out for the year since we last talked. I am still riding the Browns here at home. Uh, lines at minus one and a half. You can probably find it at minus one in some spots. It's been bouncing in between those two uh, those two numbers. Fading the Sharps here. They're all over the Steelers. Um, I think the absence of Watson might actually help Cleveland in this game, though. Basically, the only reason the Steelers won the first matchup was because Watson gave them two touchdowns on defense. 198 rushing yards for the Browns in that first meeting. Steelers' run defense has not gotten much better since then. I think they will be able to run all over them. 
And uh, the Steelers, they had 255 total yards in that game against the Browns. That was including a 71-yard touchdown to George Pickens. If you take that out, 184 yards on 3.5 yards per play and nine total first downs. That's including the Pickens play. So eight first downs in the entire game for the Steelers (laughs) offense against this Browns defense uh, at home. Now you're traveling on the road to a Cleveland team that uh, this defense knows it's going to be all on their shoulders moving forward. So. Uh, I think that's a really, I think that's the biggest mismatch here. I think Cleveland offense will still be able to do something. Uh, I know the run run game is going to be the focus of the Steelers defense, but Stefanski's a good a good coach. I trust him to uh, scheme up some plays for the rookie uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who will be starting for them. And I trust Kenny Pickett to give it back to me on the other side. So, give me Cleveland minus one and a half. And uh, we are, again, we're fading the Sharps here, but I'm still confident in this play. I just, uh, I can't get off the Browns. Yeah, no, I do not mind this play at all. Um, I will, I know I've reiterated this a couple of times on the podcast, but Mike Tomlin's record as an underdog changes drastically once the number hits three. When he becomes an underdog of three or more, his record's phenomenal. At under three is where we see a lot of those losses as an underdog come into play. So, uh, the fact this number moved down to only two may be a benefit to you for those trends, but I, if we were going from Watson to PJ Walker, I don't know how big of a fall off that has been with all of the injuries Watson has been dealing with all season. Dorian Thompson Robinson's still just a little bit iffy for me, just because we've only seen him the one time. It was against the Ravens; he did not look very good, but no one's no one's really going to look that great against this Ravens defense. They are pretty good, so I um. I don't mind this one. I think that you're kind like of said you're going against the sharps, but when you have when you have an edge that you think that you found, that is what the podcast is all about. So, do not mind it whatsoever. Uh, that Ravens game, I want to mention real quick that Ravens game for DTR as well. I, he looked really bad, really, really bad. I'm not uh, not going to argue that point, but he was thrown into the fire a bit there. Yes, Watson was actually practicing that whole week up until the game got ruled out within 24 hours of the game starting. So at least this time around, he's has the whole week of practice has all the reps as the starter knows he's going to be the starter. And uh, yeah, just a, just a different situation overall, in my opinion, hopefully uh, they're not going to ask him to do too much. They're going to rely on the run game. And I think their defense can basically carry them to this one. Yep, absolutely. All right. My second pick of the week, we are going down to Texas. The Cardinals are at the Houston Texans, and I'm going to take the Cardinals plus six points. I am just going to fade C.J. Stroud until the day comes where he just happens to come back to earth. Maybe this is what betters felt like Mahomes' sophomore season whenever he got thrown into the fire and was just lighting the world on fire and people probably kept betting against him, expecting the fall off to come. <laughs> but cause that's how I kind of feel right now, betting against C.J. Stroud. But, you know, the Cardinals, overall, the roster is not that great, but Kyler Murray alone can help them stay in games. I just I think this is going to be a relatively low-scoring game, but I just think that the Cardinals find a way to stick in it. I mean, you can get it all the way up to plus six right now, which is where we're taking it as we speak. And, um, yeah, I just don't see the Texans just dominating the Cardinals by more than a touchdown. I think this is going to be a pretty close game. The Cardinals showed some good fight last week getting the win. Kyler looked pretty good. It's also my other thing is I don't feel too bad about betting on Kyler, seeing him run around last week. His mobility seems to be there. He obviously had the one huge run on third and 10 that basically helped them seal the win. So he, he seems to be back. The Cardinals as a team have much better chances now that he's back. So Cardinals plus six at the Texans. 
I'm following you, Cody. Uh, that was uh, a little bit down my list just because of the order I put these games in, but <clears throat> that is on my board as well. <coughs> Arizona plus six at Houston. Murray, 20-11-2 as an underdog in his career. These are the spots you want to back him. He looked completely healthy. I think he will continue to shake the rust off as he gets to play more. And like you said, tough to go against CJ again after he burned us last week and just in general, maybe one of those guys you don't want to fade, uh, even when it looks like it's a good spot from a betting perspective. But I think the one difference I would say between, you know, this season between Stroud and, you know, maybe like past seasons of Mahomes, like you referenced in like Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott, these rookies that just have had these incredible years. CJ just does not have the supporting cast. All of those other guys have had. So you have to figure some kind of, uh, you know, Coming back to earth, like you said, is going to to come here. Um, and even if even if he doesn't, I think Kyler Murray can can keep up in a bit of a shootout. So let's hope for a you know thirty one twenty seven type of game here. I have another play later on in my teaser that involves this game as well and scoring points. So we are uh, following you with Cardinals plus six. If you want to go ahead with your next one, since I just piggybacked. I I have a feeling that we're going to at least piggyback on one more, so I'm going to have you go with your number three pick. Fair enough. I'm going to go Dolphins minus 13.5 against the Raiders. I said on Tuesday, as long as this thing stayed under two touchdowns, I was going to be backing the Dolphins. They they tested my patience here. It It is under two touchdowns, but only by a half point. We are still going to ride it, get it while it's 13.5. It could tick up to 14 before game time. Uh, this thing started around nine, nine and a half, and got all the way up to 13 and a half. That tells you most of what you need to know about where the Sharps are and basically all of the money in this game. Uh, I believe is 91% of bets and 96% of money. Uh, and, and the fact that Vegas moved this line so much, it feels like they know that they don't want, they, they're begging people to bet on the Raiders right now, even after their two home wins against the Jets and the Giants, but people are just not buying it. The Dolphins, 18-5-2 in their last 25 games as a home favorite. We've uh, we've gone over it a lot this year. They, they cover in these spots against bad teams at home, and you fade them when they're playing good teams on the road. So uh, we're going to continue that trend. We've been very successful with it so far. Yes, I do like that one quite a bit. That was number six on my list, not the one that I think that we're going to double up on, but there's still one more I think yeah. that is a possibility. Um, I think maybe two. Ooh, well, I think you know which one of mine are definitely going to be in there. But uh, okay, well, actually, maybe not this one. I think it's the other two that are going to be in it. I am going to go ahead and snag the Bills minus seven on Sunday. Oh, actually, it's afternoon. Look, I had the wrong time slot. Bills minus seven Sunday afternoon. Uh, this one again for me, it's just a Bills get right game. If they if they find a way to lose this game, it basically ends their season with how tight the AFC playoff race is. And if they don't look very good, they're not going to be you know, very highly touted going into the rest of their season. The Jets embarrassed him in week one this year, obviously with the Aaron Rodgers injury, and then Josh Allen just thrown interception after interception. So it's a big bounce back game within the division. And um, yeah, I, again, don't have a lot of stats. The Bills have not been a you know great team to bet on as of recently. They tend to, or they have been tending to kind of let people down, but they are a roller coaster. Josh Allen has been a roller coaster basically his entire career. After a couple of bad games, you can usually expect for him to go nuclear. So I love Josh Allen this week. I love the Bills to get back on track at home against the Jets. Bills minus seven. 
I wasn't crazy about this one when you brought it up on Tuesday. I've been coming around on it a little bit, though. Uh, I will have the bills later on in uh, this segment, not in my best bets, but just going to give you a little preview of the teaser that I have laid out later on. It is kind of hard to overstate how <clears throat> ridiculously awful this Jets offense has been under Zach Wilson, uh, especially recently. You would expect that you know he might be getting better as the season goes on, as he gets his feet more wet, gets more reps. Has not been the case. 12 points against the Raiders last week on the road, a below-average defense. Six points at home against a Chargers defense, again, a below-average unit. 13 points against the Giants, miraculously 13 points. Should have been only seven, uh, and even that seven was basically Brees Hall taking a screen pass to the house. Yep. And then they scored 20 against Philly, but again, remember that their defense set them up on the doorstep, and Philly literally let them score uh, the touchdown at the end of that game that uh, made it from 12 to 20. So uh, just, yeah, I mean, within the the context of like, while the game has been uh, close and Zach Wilson has been driving up and down the field, he has just not gotten it done the past, uh, past month or so it's only getting worse. So um, I'm with you. I think, I think the bills do cover this number as well. I was too scared to put it in my, my five just because it's a divisional, Divisional home favorite. Those aren't the best uh, from a betting trends perspective, but I, I definitely see your logic here. Yeah. How many? How many have you given so far? I have given three. You've given three, and okay, so I have also given three. All right, I'll go ahead with my fourth. I'm gonna say this one very quietly because my lovely fiance is in the other room, and I would <laughs> like to have a bed to sleep in later. Dallas at Carolina. We're taking the Panthers plus ten and a half. We are riding the sharps here, guys. 28% of bets on Carolina, 83% of money. A staggering, staggering difference in that percentage. Uh, I, I feel like that alone should make you do uh, should make you put a sprinkle on the Panthers. But uh, I've mentioned it with other teams. This is a classic spot that the Cowboys let down on the road before their Thanksgiving matchup. They have a tough slate coming up in general. Uh, they have the Redskins on Thanksgiving. That's not so tough, but it's a divisional matchup. And that Thanksgiving game, obviously, always important to the Cowboys. Then they play the Seahawks. Then they play the Eagles. Then they play the Bills. Uh, easy for them to overlook a 1-8 and eight Panthers team. And I think they'll still win the game, but I think Carolina keeps it close enough to cover this 10 and a half. Yes, this is the game I thought you were going to throw out there at number three whenever I said we were probably on this one together. I'm also on Panthers plus 10.5. Um, like you said, the numbers, 27% of bets, 82% of money on the Panthers. That is the highest difference of the week, so the pros are loving this Carolina Panthers team. And you basically outlined everything, so I'm not going to you know say everything you just said, but just to reiterate one thing, you know the Cowboys have a lot of season left that they have to focus on. Basically, the Panthers every week is going to be everyone's playing for their jobs and any win is going to be a big win for them. So even if they can keep this one within a you know a touchdown, within a field goal, that's going to feel like a massive win for the Panthers and you know that entire organization. So I just have a feeling they're going to be fighting a little bit harder. It is a little nerve-wracking because the Cowboys have looked so good, but similar to the Bills, the Cowboys are typically a little bit of a roller coaster and you just got to find those peaks and valleys. And this is just one of them I can see the Cowboys Boys coming out flat and finding a way to keep the Panthers in this game till the end. Yeah, the defense has really been the the biggest problem on the road, in my opinion. Uh, it has just not been the same unit uh, away from Dallas. Obviously, Week One they shut down the Giants forty to zero. Divisional game. It was the first game of the year. They got up for it. Uh, but since then, 
They lost as double-digit uh, point favorites on the road to Arizona, gave up 28 points in that game, got smoked in San Francisco, gave up 42 in that one. It's a respectable game against the Chargers, only won by three on the road. But again, uh, we've talked about how much that uh, that L.A. Chargers stadium is basically a home field for the other team, especially a team like the Cowboys that travels well as far as a fan base goes. And then at the Eagles, 28 points given up in a loss as well. So this defense has just struggled away from Dallas. And um, I think the Panthers, yeah, like you said, they're going to be hungry. And uh, 10 and a half is a big number on the road to cover. So we'll, we'll, we'll ride the Panthers. For sure. And my last bet, I thought there's a chance you won. You might find this one in DR5 as well, since we both really liked it on Tuesday. We are riding the Broncos on Sunday night. Football. Let's ride, Back baby. Boys. Back in my boys, minus two and a half, 48% of bets, 84% of money on the Denver Broncos. Another huge spread uh, that tells you the Sharps are all over this one. This is Josh Dobbs' first test outside of a dome in a Vikings uniform. Weather could be an issue in this one. Precipitation expected. I like the under of 42.5 in addition to the Denver Broncos minus 2.5. But just uh, a classic letdown spot for this Minnesota Vikings team. They've won five in a row. They've covered in all five of those games. Josh Dobbs being the quarterback for two of them, or at least the majority of the first uh, of those two. And, yeah, I mean, this, this guy's a career journeyman for a reason. This is a really, really tough spot. I know he had a, a great game against New Orleans at home last week. That was impressive, but he had three straight drives in the second quarter, over 75 yards, uh, all three touchdowns. Very, very impressive stuff. Can't take anything away from him, but beyond those three drives, just six points the rest of the game. Uh, seems a bit fluky if you ask me. So, uh, no, I just, I just think this is a good spot to fade the Vikings after such a uh, historic ride these past five games for them. And Denver's really find, found something with their defense. I think that's the key here. Uh, the defensive EPA since week five, uh, basically after that Bears game where they came back and won 31-28, to has been in the top 10 of the league. Makes a lot of sense. They've got a lot of their playmakers back. They've been turning the uh, other teams over. And uh, just looks like a spot that this Denver team has really you know, found something that's a little more consistent than this Vikings team that's kind of riding a high right now. Absolutely. So I I love the the two, two and a half. You can get it at minus two at DraftKings right now. So if you're listening, as soon as this comes out, make sure you always shop those lines, double check it. Uh, yeah. But I am going to go ahead and just snag the under 42 and a half. I got to get at least one prime time under in my five best bets. It would be uh, crazy if I did not. So I'm going to take under 42 and a half for a lot of the same reasons Nick just laid out. I do see a letdown game coming from Josh Dobbs. And the Broncos' defense has been really good, so that's going to be a test for them. The Broncos, they're going to have to see how they can handle the Vikings' pass rush. That has been their biggest, you know, their best thing they have going for them on defense, so how can Russ handle that? If he can, I can see the Broncos having a pretty good game. I just unfortunately don't see the Vikings scoring a bunch of points. So either way this game goes, I feel like the under is pretty safe, under 42 and a half. Yeah, that seems really high. I would have expected this thing to be closer to 40 or maybe even a tick under that. Uh, this Minnesota Vikings defense, I guess both defenses really just not getting their credit because Denver was so bad early in the year. It's yep. just hard to, it's hard to look at them as an above-average unit that I think they are uh, as of this point in the season. Same with the Vikings. They were so bad last year, and they really didn't make a ton of personnel changes that I think everybody just sees their defense and says, oh, they're they're beatable. But they've been really, really good under Brian Flores. He's completely changed the way they play defense in Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, I would expect a low-scoring game, especially if there is uh, precipitation in a cold Denver 
atmosphere in November is not a great atmosphere for points. Yeah. I don't have this, like, this isn't a fact, but it's a pretty good feeling I have. If you take the first month of football away from both these defenses, I think they're both easily above average units. At least they've at least been playing that way. The Broncos probably top 10 easily. They have been really good on defense the past few weeks. And then, like I said, with the Vikings, as long as they are, as long as they can keep up their pass rush like Brian Flores likes to do, it just sets up everything else they want to do on the defensive end. So, yeah, I I think both these defensive units are underrated still, which is pretty crazy. If you look at season-long stats, the Broncos are just going to be tortured by that 70-point game. Even if you just take out that one game, their defensive stats still look pretty good across the board. So, um, I yeah, I like their defense quite a bit. That's why I love this under. Yeah, they had a lot of they had a lot of personnel issues earlier in the year, which kind of got overlooked. Uh, Justin Simmons wasn't playing uh, a lot early. He is uh, a standout safety uh, that has the most interceptions in the NFL since he came into the league. Baron Browning has been a defensive end that has come in and uh, provided a little bit of a pass rush they didn't have earlier in the year. And Fabian Moreau, a pickup from uh, I don't know. I know he played for the Raiders uh, a couple of years ago. But he was a midseason pickup, uh, got cut by whatever team he was last on. But he's been fantastic as well. So uh, a lot of there's just a lot of reasons to think this this uh, this is actually you know this defense has has changed legitimately rather than just had uh, a couple you know good games in a row that can be a little fluky. Absolutely. Do you which one you want to go first? College football. Yep. You you go you go ahead. Let's do it. I hope you're listening Sunday or sorry Saturday as soon as it's released because. Mizzou minus 12 is going to be my lock of the week. The boys keep it rolling. There's no reason not to keep rolling with them. They are on a heater against the spread right now, and I just love betting on them. So we're going to take Mizzou minus 12. We're going to keep it simple. Um, I just, I love their offense. The, what Cody Schrader did last week was one of the most impressive things I've watched on a football field in a while. I mean, it was beautiful. And then we also, (laughs) and then we also have, um, Luther Burden is another week recovered from his ankle injury. I think he's going to get going. And at this point, Mizzou's playing really for nothing besides getting in the best bowl game they can possible. Obviously, their loss to Georgia took them out of the SEC championship, took them out of anything further than that. So they have no reason other than to blow the doors off of Florida to try and get one of those New Year's uh, game bowl. Uh, one of those New Year's Day New Year's six. New York six. Thank you. New Year's six bowl games is what I was trying to say. Uh, so I just like Mizzou. I don't think Florida's the the best unit either. And again, I at this point, I don't think Mizzou's underrated anymore. I think that they're pretty properly rated. I think at number nine in the college football playoffs, finally getting some respect. And I think they go down to Florida and and uh, handle them pretty easily. It's in Missouri too. So never mind. They be... they stay in Columbia yeah. and handle them easily. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like the <laughs> I like the over under fifty seven and a half as well. I, you laid out all the reasons that this Missouri offense should be able to have success, uh, but the Florida Gators really really give it up on the defensive end. Uh, their last four games uh, at LSU fifty two points at home to Arkansas thirty nine versus Georgia forty three at South Carolina thirty nine. Uh, they have just been absolutely torched on the defensive side of the ball, and their offense has been pretty good in those same four games. LSU 35, Arkansas 36, Georgia 20, South Carolina 41. So I think that they will be able to keep up their end, get to at least 20, uh, 24 points, and then Mizzou will be able to uh, 
to get to the high 30s, maybe low 40s, and cover this 57 and a half over under pretty easily. That was that was lower than I was expecting. I thought this thing would be over 60, so uh, I would ride that as well. My teaser for the week. Uh, we have a we have a bit of a curveball in here, but I like this line so much I had to get it in there. First one, Lions minus one and a half. This was actually close to being in my the seven and a half was close to being in my five. It's really chalky. It's super public, but I think this line has just come down too much. It was it was minus ten in favor of the Lions before Justin Fields was ruled in. It came down two and a half points, but. I love Justin Fields. He is, uh, if you've listened to us since the fantasy days, he's one of my favorite players to watch, and I love him uh, long term. But uh, he is not 100% from his thumb injury. He said it himself. His quote was basically, I'm not 100%, but I'm going to give it a go. That's not exactly a, <laughs> a ringing endorsement from a guy that has accuracy issues of his own, uh, even without the thumb injury to his throwing hand. So I think it's going to be really tough for them on the road in Detroit. The Thanksgiving Day trends and some other, you know, divisional trends kind of made me stay away from it, but uh, I would be fine with it. At minus one and a half, it's a lock. Bills minus one for a lot of the reasons Cody laid out. We will uh, include them in this teaser as well. Houston, Arizona over 42. So we are knocking down a total today, guys. Instead of taking a spread, love the over 48 in this game on its own right. Almost made it into my five. I ended up going with the Cardinals plus six because that line just ticked up too much. But um, let's just knock it down to 42, and we we should be able to clear this line pretty easily. Should be a bit of a shootout in Houston. Uh, we have, obviously, a climate-controlled arena here, two really good young quarterbacks, and two suspect defenses. So 42 seems like a pretty easy total to clear. Love it, love it, love it. You want to run through yours real quick? Or run through your, uh, your five and then your teaser, and then we'll get you out of here. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. We're taking the Browns minus one and a half. Go see if you can find it at minus one on your favorite book in states where betting is legal. Vegas at Miami. <clears throat> We're laying the 13 and a half for the Dolphins at home. Dallas at Carolina. We're taking the Panthers plus 10 and a half. Arizona plus six on the road at Houston. Kyler Murray 20, 11 and two as an underdog. We're riding him. Minnesota at Denver on Sunday night. We're taking the Broncos minus two and a half. And then my teaser. Lions minus one and a half, Bills minus one, Houston, Arizona, over 42 points. Lama, if you get the chance to listen to this, we're still rooting for the Cowboys to win. It is just by less than They'll 10 points, preferably. They'll win the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My, my five, I got the Giants plus nine at the Commanders, Cardinals plus six at the Texans, Jets at the Bills minus seven for the Bills, Cowboys at Panthers plus 10 and a half, and then under 42.5 in that Vikings-Broncos Sunday night football game. And then my college football bets will go Mizzou minus 12, and then we'll just go ahead and tack on the over as well. Nick talked me into it. We'll get it placed over 57.5. Is that correct? Know what you That's had? what I'm saying. Yep. Love it. All right, cool. Well, enjoy the show. Like, comment, subscribe, share with someone else. Uh, we appreciate it. We will be back next week with our review. Nick, any last comments? Go Tigers. Yeah, let's go make some money. Peace out.